We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Week 18 edition. First ever time we can say that of the DFS OGs podcast. I am your host, Beer, joined as always by my boys, Head Chopper and Notorious. To navigate to these Week 18 waters, we'll look into which teams still have something to play for. Of course, give some of our favorite bets here early in the week uh, and look at the DFS slate as well. We are presented by our friends over at FanDuel. Make sure you guys are joining our FanDuel contest, one more week. Still a shot to win some money in that thing. Uh, we'll take a look at some of the top finishers in week 17. Uh, take a look at that season-long leaderboard as well, but you can find that at FanDuel.com slash OG. Uh, still $400 to be won. Still some Roto-Grinders premium to be won. Uh, still a lot on the line here uh, for us in week 18. So make sure you're coming and joining us there. But let me get to my boys, check in, see how week 17 went. How New Year's went, Chop. We'll start with you. Happy New Year, my man. I know we're we're five, six days in here now, so there, there's a certain cutoff uh, how long you could say Happy New Year, but uh, we have not talked here in 2022. So Happy New Year. How was Week 17? How we doing, my man? Doing well. Week 17 was, uh, you know, it was run of the mill. It was it was fun with some some good college action, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's coming. This is it, man. We've grinded through the whole season, and, and now we're now we're here. So, should be interesting. We have a, a different format for the playoffs this year that I'm looking forward to. These these week 17 slash 18s always always get me. I don't I don't ever do too particularly well in DFS on them, just because uh, I don't. There's just so many names out there that are going to pop up, and so uh, we'll see how it plays, man. But everything everything going well. Good to hear. Any any thoughts here, Chop? I'm gonna stay with you. We got Georgia, Alabama, kind of what we thought. I know Michigan was a a nice little story. Cincinnati uh, goes undefeated, but uh, we get the rematch here. Uh, just a little college football talk here before we dive into the NFL. Uh, thoughts on that game? Does Georgia get its redemption in the rematch with Alabama? I think so, but it's real. It's really tough to say. It's really close, but I think Georgia's. I think Georgia's the better team, and. And now we're in the finals, and so uh, I'm going to lean on I'm going to lean on the, the more talented team, and and uh, they're not as they they don't have as good a coaching, but I think they can offset it with the talent. And 
there's a difference between really wanting to win, to win a game and really needing to win a game. And Alabama needed to win. They absolutely needed to win that game they played a few weeks ago against Georgia. Georgia just wanted to win. It's a big difference there. I got, I got a feeling we'll see a different Georgia team. So I'm leaning on Georgia right now. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think the the defense is is better. We'll we'll see. Alabama kind of shocked them in the last game. Uh, I expect them to be a little bit per, better prepared here. Uh, should be a good game. Derek, I don't want to leave you out uh, in the cold here, my man. Happy New Year to you as well. How was New Year's? How was Week Seventeen? How are we doing, buddy? Yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, it's one of those things uh, when it comes to New Year's Eve. It just uh, it's always such a build up, and then just ends up being you know pretty boring. Never quite lives up to the hype, but. Uh, I'm doing good, and uh, we like to say this is a first look show, and this is uh, li- literally my first look at the entire slate. So um, take what we say uh, with a grain of salt. There's going to be a lot of news. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that have nothing to play for. So um, it's going to be an interesting week for sure. But uh, I dusted out the old uh, Hattie B's hat uh, for some good uh. luck since it uh, <laughs> hasn't been the best season thus far. Yep, trying to catch Chop here in the uh, the Pick'em contest. So we'll up that, update that as well. Uh, one week left for us here. Uh, pretty decent weeks uh, all around for everybody once again. So, Derek, I know you did some number crunching. Uh, all three of us, over 50% on our picks uh, this season. So, hey, you, you're above that line. Yeah, you're paying some juice, but uh, we're giving some winners here. So we hope to continue that here uh, in Week 18. So, I believe we have 13 games on the main slate, two Saturday games, which we will not cover. Uh, we'll have you covered over at Roto-Grinders uh, top to bottom for those two games. Uh, and then we have that Sunday night game, Chargers and Raiders, uh, with everything to play for. So uh, we'll tie in the motivations for all of these teams as well, uh, do our best to navigate things here uh, early in the week. So, guys, let's dive in. First game up, Green Bay and Detroit. Uh, we'll use the numbers out of the FanDuel Sportsbook. Of course, we have Green Bay sitting at three-and-a-half-point favorites here, 44-and-a-half uh, on this total. So, Derek, we'll start with you in this one. I think the story here, is Green Bay going to play their guys or not? Aaron Rodgers has been very vocal. He wants to play. Uh, we'll see if he gets his wish. Do they play them a series, a quarter? Uh, we know they've locked in the number one seed, so really nothing to play for here. But uh, you got to buy next week, so do you, do you really want to sit out two weeks? Uh, so answer that question. What, what do you think happens here uh, with Green Bay? Detroit side, we'll see if Jared Goff is back in that lineup or not. Uh, sounds like another questionable week uh, for him here. So what does Green Bay do here, Derek? What should they do here in this spot against the Lions? I mean, it's hard for me to see them giving Aaron Rodgers four quarters, but um, he's going for the MVP. He's pretty much got it locked up as long as uh, you know he doesn't do anything terrible in this game. And doesn't mean anything uh, to the team, like you mentioned. So I would expect, you know, maybe a quarter, maybe a half uh, of their usual offense. And if that's the case, we can't play anybody because you can't play the backups because they're not going to see full run. And we can't play the starters because, you know, they're not going to see full run either. So uh, unless, you know, we get news that Rodgers and Jones are both out and Adams and all them, I don't think we need to look to the Packers um, for DFS purposes, for the Lions. Uh, do we know if Swift's going to play? Because, you know, last week they were saying they were going to give him full snaps and then sit him out this week. I did not see an injury designation for him. So but you're right. I mean, he didn't see the ball much at all. Four carries, uh, just uh, three targets. So uh, it's tough to trust him. If they didn't roll him out last week, uh, why would they do it this week? So uh, no, no tag, but uh, tough to pull the trigger on him. Yeah, so keep an eye on that. I mean, if he's out, you get a revenge game for Jamal Williams. That might be a little bit interesting. But uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, by far my favorite play in this game. Uh, He just continues to see more and more work, and he continues to get better each week. So he would be the only guy that I would look to um, in this entire game. And for my pigs, just because we don't know um, who's going to be active for the Packers, I'm going to take the under. All right, yeah, Monra St. Brown's been fantastic. I mean, we're talking 11, 11, 11, 12, 12 in targets uh, over the last five weeks. The, the problem is if it's not Jared Goff, let's not forget Tim Boyle, former Green Bay Packers. So who's going to know him better uh, mm-hmm. than this coaching staff, than this team? So I, I do like the Green Bay defense here. Uh, but again, Derek, the problem, like you said, we don't know who's going to play here. We're going to run into a lot of that here. Uh, we want to give you this first look, but there's still a lot of unanswered questions uh, that we'll have to be waiting on. But uh, we'll do our best to navigate things here. Chop, over to you. Same questions. You know, what do you think Green Bay does here with Rodgers, Adams, and company? What should they do here in this spot against Detroit? I don't have an answer for either one of those questions, honestly. Uh, because like if they if they were if they had to play a game next week, 
in the playoffs, hey, I for sure, 100% you're sitting these guys. But two weeks off, three weeks without playing football, there could be a, a, a serious, you know, uh, issue with that maybe that they're thinking rust and whatnot. So because they have a bye week next week already, I really don't know what they're going to do. And I don't know the, you know, the optimal thing here. So I, I really, I just, I'm with Derek in the fact that I don't think I want to play any green Bay guys because of the uncertainty. And on the other side, the quarterback is bad for Detroit. We don't, we don't think even if it's Jared Goff, it's bad. Deandre Swift is out there like, probably going to get just a few carries or whatever, even if he plays this week. And the only one you can trust in this game, in my opinion, is, is St. Brown. And he's due to fall off here, that's for sure. So I wouldn't put any anything past that. But he's about the only DFS guy uh, I'm thinking about. I, I don't I don't know what Green Bay is going to do, man. It's a, it's a real guessing game. Their coach is somewhat intelligent. You know, we, we've gathered that so far. So he'll make a good decision, I'm sure. And uh, we'll just have to – keep our ears open and see what happens because it's going to swing. Like if you tell me Aaron Rodgers is going to play a half and Devontae is going to play one half and all that, I'd be, I'd be tempted to take green Bay here if I knew that, because uh, I think that's enough to beat Detroit, but not knowing any of it is very difficult. So what, what did Derek take here? <laughs> Derek locked. I'm going to have to alternate you two here. <laughs> no, I know. He, he got the under. I, think, the under. I think it's a great bet. Just for the sake of some some gamesmanship here, I'm going to take Detroit. All right. I am going to take Green Bay, and I do think that's what we see, Chop. You just nailed it. I do think that the guys will start. I, I think they'll play a half. That way you, you kind of satisfy your, your star players. Okay, let them get out there. Let them go through uh, their weekly regimen and routine because I have the same concerns. If you're resting this week, next week, I mean, that's two weeks without football. These guys are creatures of habit, and we've seen Green Bay – be the number one seed, rest their guys, and, and it didn't end well. So uh, there's probably a sour taste with that as well. So I think we'll see them. I don't think we see them a whole game. Uh, so that being said, I think that's enough uh, to get it done. This Detroit team is playing hard, playing spirited, but I think Green Bay gets it done here. So I'll take Green Bay uh, minus the three and a half. All right, next game, Chop, Indy and Jacksonville. Indy, huge favorites here, 15 and a half, very simple. Colts win and they're in. Jacksonville uh, locked into that number one draft pick. So uh, not a ton here uh, for Jacksonville, but Indy, everything to play for. I just can't see them uh, slipping up in the spot now. They have struggled uh, in their last few visits to Jacksonville. Uh, pretty sure they haven't won there since 2014. Is there any way, Chop, uh, that they slip up in the spot? And is Jonathan Taylor, uh, I know you don't love the term must play, but uh, feels like a good spot for him even at a, at a 10.2 uh, FanDuel tag. I think he's one of the better running back plays on the week. Yeah, I think he's one of the better plays. Uh, I would I would say this. I've I've seen enough of these week 17 slash week 18, first time for week 18, but week 17, I've seen enough of these over the years to have gotten a, a pretty good taste of when you think a team is, you know, they have to win to get in. Okay, they have to win to get in, and they probably do win to get in. But when you think, well, these guys are must plays now because they have to win against Jacksonville. Sometimes it doesn't like sometimes they know, well, we're in, we're going to beat Jacksonville. We're up, you know, you know, I don't know, 23 to six right now. This is a no brainer. We got to play next week. Let's throttle off of Jonathan Taylor. Now let's take it. A, let's take it a notch back. Let's take it a notch back on Michael Pittman. And sometimes these guys you think are in must wins like this, because of the the opponent factor, which is not very good here, they're really not that good in DFS. So while Jonathan Taylor is a great play, probably RB1, if I was to rank him right now, I don't think he's a must play because you just never know. There, there, there could already be, you know, thinking about a, a game plan of if, when we get up by two scores in the second half, are we pulling off a Jonathan Taylor? And then that could make it real tough. So, well, I think he's a great play, and Pittman is a fine play. I'm not – nobody's a must-play this week. And uh, Jacksonville, yeah, it's probably nobody on my radar for Jacksonville. It's a huge number on the road here, but, yeah, I, I think I still got to go Indy to, to wipe the floor clean with them early and then get their starters off the field. And I, I hope they don't bust the spread, but I'm taking Indy. All right, big number there, 15 and a half. So I, I'm going to go under. I do think we get an uglier game. I, I do think uh, the Colts likely get out to that lead, like you mentioned. 
And Jonathan Taylor could be a big part of that. I mean, you, you could see him put two, three touchdowns on the board and, and be done for the day. But I have some similar concerns here. But I do think they get out to a lead, put it in cruise control. I just don't see Jacksonville all of a sudden mustering up a, a bunch of offense here. You're missing James Robinson. Uh, it's just been a disaster, Derek. As you know, this is your squad. I'm going to go under here. I do think the Colts get the win. Uh, but I think we get an ugly game here. Derek, your thoughts here. Colts, Jaguars. Yeah, it's an ugly game, and, you know, you guys hit on Taylor. He seems like one of the safer plays on the board, but we kind of said that last week, too, and then throughout the week, more and more, you know, running back plays opened up, and it seemed like the 5 to 6K, you know, running backs ended up being what you needed in tournaments. So for Taylor to really get there, you know, he's going to have to have a big game, and uh, we just haven't seen him that involved in the in the passing game recently. Uh, granted, he could run for 300 yards uh, on this defense. So I still like Taylor. I wouldn't call him a must-play um, by any means. And uh, I just don't know if we need to target the passing game with such a big spread. Uh, I agree with you guys on Jacksonville. I'm not touching anyone. And so, man, I don't know what to do. I'm tempted to take Jacksonville to try to to try to get some leverage off a of chop, but uh, I can't I can't go down with my team um, week 18. So I'm going to take the under with you, Bear. All right, next game. Uh, this one uh, not a fun game at all. Washington seven point favorites. Uh, in New York, taking on the Giants. Uh, a lot of news in this one. Uh, no Mike Glennon. Uh, so we will see uh, Jake Fromm here once again this week. Chop, I'll leave that joke for you. Saquon Barkley, uh, questionable here as well on the Giants side. Uh, limited practice today, dealing with an ankle injury. So we'll see if he gives it a go. Uh, Antonio Gibson was activated uh, off the COVID list. Limited practice today for him. Uh, Kadarius Tony remains questionable. Uh, has he's been for about the last eight weeks here, limited practice today, uh, dealing with a shoulder injury. So, Derek, we go to you on this one. I, I just don't see a whole lot in this game. Two teams that are eliminated, a lot of questionable tags. You, you got Jake Fromm, uh, potentially the quarterback on one side. Very low total in this one, and down as low as 37 and a half, uh, 38 here in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Derek, anything in this game? Maybe the defenses? Uh, this one just seems like a, a pretty easy pass here this week. Oof, 37 and a half point total. That's one of the lower ones we've seen all year. I mean, I'm tempted to go to McLaurin in tournaments. Uh, Giants have a pretty beatable secondary, but we just don't know um, if these teams are even going to care or, you know, how how many snaps the stars are going to play. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of with you. I don't really want to risk anything here. Same with the Giants side. I've been avoiding their passing game for most of the season. Uh, running backs, there's no reason for Barkley to play, you know, 70 to 80% of the snaps. So, I'm with you. Um, in terms of my bet, I can't I can't take either side. So it's down to the over under and uh, 37 and a half. I just can't. <laughs> they got to score more than that. Give me the over. All right. I'm going to go Washington here. I mean, at least they have their quarterback. They, they have maybe Gibson back. They have McLaurin. I mean, this Giants team with from potentially without Saquon, it's just a, it's a disaster. So we, we don't need to spend much more time on this one. I'll take Washington here. Chop, uh, quick thoughts on this one. Football team and the Giants. Yeah, it's it's a really weird game that uh, neither team needs, and it's tough to pull the trigger on DFS. But with that being said, when you get games like this and everybody's totally relaxed now and there's nothing to you know play for, sometimes you see these kind of weird things open up into shootouts. So I'm kind of I'm kind of with Derek on that on that path. I don't, I don't mind McLaren, like you said. I don't, I don't mind taking a shot on uh, a McLaren or something like that or on the, on the flip side. Who knows if this is the day where one of those Giants wide receivers get loose and finally, uh, you know, meet that potential we've been talking, we've been thinking they've had all year. So uh, I'm, I'm with Derek on this one. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that on purpose. Blocking them. Blocking them. I, I, I do want the over just because you can't take a team here. I don't see, like, what team? Yeah can't take a team you got to pick between an over or under that thing is is minuscule number the d if, if you think the offenses are going to rest players and not be and not be very well what do you think the d the defenses aren't going to be first stringers then it's going to be second string deep i'll take the over yeah i was gonna go total but i uh, thought i'd be different taking the football team don't feel good about it for sure but i got to get off the wall to try to catch up uh here this week so again we'll update that here momentarily if you're out in the chat on YouTube, welcome into the show. Not leaving you guys out either, so make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button, uh, subscribing, and we appreciate you guys for hanging out with us uh, for these 18 weeks talking football. So I see Josh Duck in there 
Uh, giving us a little update. Uh, said the smoke duck went off without a hitch. So we love to hear it. This guy uh, stepping up his game uh, for the father-in-law. Got it done. So I like it. Adam, what's up to you as well? Uh, if you guys have any questions as we go along here on the show, please fire away. Uh, and we'll try to mix as many of those in as possible. Next game, guys, Minnesota and Chicago. Another game, two teams that have been eliminated. Vikings, four-point favorites here at home, 44 and a half. Uh, on this total chop. So this one should yield a, a little bit more interest. Uh, DFS-wise, can always look at the running backs. Montgomery getting a ton of work. A good matchup here with Minnesota. Dalvin Cook uh, let a lot of people down, likely in their season-long playoffs, uh, with that disaster in Green Bay. Uh, but he's in play. They get Kirk Cousins back here. Uh, Jefferson's been a monster. Justin Fields back in the lineup on the other side. So chop this one. Seems a little bit more fantasy-friendly than that last game. Yeah, I think I think uh, you're gonna have definitely some uh, more plays in this game, and uh, so listen to Dalvin Cook talk during the week so far. I think he's I think he's motivated for personal reasons in this game, so I'm gonna put Dalvin Cook on my radar here. And uh, of course, uh, assuming Kirk Cousins come back and comes back in place here, Justin Jefferson's in the mix, and and on the flip side, uh, you know. Assuming who, who they get a good quarterback in the good quarterback in there, I think uh, Darnell Mooney's back in play and David Montgomery got it. Got, he fell into the end zone a couple times last week and paid off. And he, he's been a guy the last couple of years that's taken over late in the season, so he's on the radar. So those guys are on the radar, I think. And with all that being said, though, I think I'm taking the under here. Uh, both teams, you know, this could go the route of the Washington game where both teams don't have anything to play for, so the defenses just don't show up and they just don't tackle, almost like a Pro Bowl game. I could see that happening, but I'm going to say that, you know, they kind of grind it out a little bit more. I'm taking the under in this game. All right, Derek, let's go over to you again. This one uh, has a lot of ways you can go. Who are you plucking out of this game for DFS? On the Bears side, uh, I like Mooney a little bit. I like pairing him up with Justin Fields. Uh, Fields is really cheap, supposed to be, you know, active and playing this week, and he's shown a bunch of uh, rushing upside the second half of the season, so – I don't mind the matchup one bit against Minnesota, especially being indoors. Um, and then Montgomery, like you guys mentioned, he's getting all the work right now. Uh, even last week, played on 68% of the snaps, uh, pretty clear path for 20 touches. So lots of like on uh, Chicago's side. And then, yeah, assuming Cousins is under center, I like Jefferson uh, quite a bit as well. Uh, I'll probably be avoiding Dalvin. I just don't know um, if I want to spend that much on a running back that doesn't have anything to play for, but I certainly get the argument. That's a pretty good matchup for him. So uh, I'm going to go the over. <laughs> I'm going to go opposite of Chop. All right. Well played. I am going to go with the Bears. I, I like what I've seen out of them and playing some, some good football. Obviously, a, a gimme win last week. But I've been playing hard, been competitive uh, in a lot of games. So I think they hang in this one. So I'll take Chicago uh, with the points. Next game there, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Uh, Cleveland up to six-point favorites here. A lot of news today, Joe Mixon. Uh, tested positive for COVID. He will miss the game this week. Uh, Joe Burrow sounds like he's going to sit here. Uh, no official word yet on Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, but I'd expect uh, all of these Bengals uh, to be sitting this game out, uh, reflecting that spread, like we said. So Brandon Allen at quarterback, uh, likely Samaj P. Ryan taking over at running back, uh, and you could see guys like Auden Tate, Stanley Morgan, guys we just haven't seen uh, this season. So maybe there's some value there with Cincinnati, Derek. A Cleveland side, no Baker Mayfield this week. He has been announced out, so we get Case Keenum, who is probably an upgrade uh, over Baker. He was terrible uh, in that game against Pittsburgh here. But uh, another very low total here, Derek. Uh, what are we doing in this one, Bengals and Browns? Yeah, not a lot to like, but uh, wait-and-see approach with the Bengals. I do think, like you mentioned, there could be some good wide receiver values um, that open up, and if you do want to build – a stars and scrubs type of lineup this is the week to do it because we're going to have a lot of those you know 3k guys on DraftKings, 5k guys on FanDuel um, that we're going to be able to just plug in and, and kind of hope for the best so wait and see approach with Cincinnati Cleveland I've been avoiding their offense for pretty much uh, the last couple of months um, Chubb's really been the only guy that I've looked to and I mean he was on the sideline in a pretty big game last week against the Steelers just not <laughs> just with a big coat on um, in the fourth quarter when a one score game so if he wasn't getting work last week, I don't think he's going to get a ton of work uh, this week. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a pretty ugly one for DFS. For my pick, I'm going to go ahead and take the Browns just because I think since he kind of rests everyone. 
All right, I'm going to go under here. I think this one's just going to be a disaster. You know, Cincinnati is locked in. I mean, they have a, a, a way outside shot of still being the number one seed in the AFC, but they need a, a ton of stuff to happen. It's not going to happen. The, the scenario is certainly there, but uh, they would need a lot of help. They think they've already let that ship sail. So they're pretty much locked in here. Cleveland uh, looks like they were done against Pittsburgh. I mean, they couldn't even muster up an effort there. Uh, I just see an ugly, ugly game here. Uh, in this one so give me the under here chop uh any more optimism here any value on that cincinnati side do you want to take a shot on nick chubb or anything on the cleveland side what do you got here Bengals and browns no i don't have any more optimism i don't even know who's going to play for cincinnati i just know it's probably not going to be their starters and for the most part and i don't i don't want to mess around with that right now and we'll see how we'll see if we even need that value down the road by the by the time these games kick off on sunday or we get the inactive list on sunday morning this this whole thing is going to be flipped on its head. So I'm not willing right now to take anybody from Cincinnati. And on Cleveland side, like Derek said, Nick Chubb, even without Kareem Hunt here in these must-win games these last few weeks, still hasn't got the amount of run I thought he would have gotten or should have gotten to keep him competitive with uh, Baker Hurt and backup quarterbacks playing one week against the Raiders and everything else. He still isn't getting like that, you know, 100% he just let's ride Nick Chubb just never got it so I don't think they're going to do it this week either so as of right now I don't have anybody on Cleveland on my radar we'll see how it plays out closer closer to kickoff if they say you know what Nick Chubb doesn't need to play this week Kareem Hunt's not coming back this week either there's no reason for it all then maybe Dearness Johnson steps into play we'll see how that plays out but as of right now this game doesn't interest me and uh, for all those reasons, and I also think they sit some defensive players, so this could be tricky. But I'm going to take the under here. I don't want to be, I don't want to be rude and just take all Derek's picks here. So I, you know, I'm going to take the under here because, like you said, I think this game could get ugly anyway. Hey, we're doing it fair. We're we're bouncing it back and forth. You're each going to make a, a selection first, and the other guy can can choose the block or whatever he wants to do. So chop being a gentleman there. I mean, I'm not playing fair. I'm just taking the opposite of the chop every time. <laughs> two, different, two different styles. So we'll see if uh, the nice guy finishes last here. But uh, we got a lot of games to go here next up. Uh, Tennessee and Houston, uh, Titans, big 10-point favorites, total sitting at 43. Uh, big news here, Derrick Henry activated. I don't know if we see him or not here this week, guys. So give your thoughts on that. Uh, Tennessee currently sitting uh, as the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, it's as simple as they win. They lock up that number one seed and a buy. If they lose, there's still ways that they can be the number one seed, but they need losses by Kansas City, Cincinnati, uh, and New England or Kansas City, Cincinnati losing uh, and Buffalo winning. So the easiest path, the simplest path is to go into Houston uh, and win this game. Chop, is it that simple for them? Do you think we get Derrick Henry? If not, uh, Deonta Foreman is in a great spot here, gets a revenge game, a Houston team that has struggled against the run. Uh, do you want to go with the A.J. Brown here? Uh, and then Houston, again, it's always Brandon Cooks or Bust. Uh, gets a good matchup here with, with a bad Tennessee secondary. So, uh, Chop, thoughts on Derrick Henry, yes or no? Uh, and the rest of this game, Titans, Texans, what do you got? No, I do not think we see Derrick Henry. I, I don't think uh, – listen, they've been really – I mean, this guy, Vrabel deserves probably coach of the year, to be honest. He's – you know, the things he's done with the injuries and they're still going to be the number one seed probably in the AFC, he deserves a lot of credit. They've, they've, they've been winning games without Henry, and uh, they get a week off now. If they win this game, they get a week off. That's two extra weeks for Henry to heal up even more. I, I'm sure they trust him to just come right into a football game in the playoffs and, and smash. I don't think he needs a whole lot of work to get in to get into that rhythm. So, no, I don't think we see Derrick Henry this week. And uh, I think Tennessee comes out and, and they do. Yeah. Foreman is, is in, is in play here. AJ Brown is in play. Tanny Hill's in play because I think they come out, put the smoking on Houston, get their number one seat and then, and then relax the second half. Houston, not, in, not, not interested in them. Tennessee has been a really good defense this year. And uh, I just don't have – I mean, Cooks, yeah. sometimes. If I was going to play one guy, it would be Cooks, but I'm not even that interested in him. So just the Tennessee side for me. Because of that, I think Tennessee comes out, covers this spread, puts them away early, and, and relaxes after that. All right, I'm going to go to the Houston side here, not just to be different from Chop. That's a, it's a little bonus for me. But uh, they, 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 again, uh, like some of the teams we've talked about, 
have been competitive here. Davis Mills, uh, we'll see. I mean, this guy's put uh, some pretty good tape on the board uh, as the audition to be the, the franchise quarterback for this team. So I think they're pesky enough at home. I think they're still fighting. I don't think they've packed it in yet. Uh, and Tennessee is one of those teams that they, they tend to slip up a little bit in these spots. So I think they get the win. I think they lock up the number one seed. Uh, maybe they fall asleep at the wheel a little bit. I think the Texans compete, but I do like Dan Foreman, Foreman a ton uh, in this spot, getting a ton of work here. A very good matchup uh, with this Texans team once again. So, uh, Derek, we got a Houston, we got a Tennessee on the board, so you can match one of those. Grab a total. What are we doing here? Titans, Texans. Man, if you just looked at the storylines from the Titans this year, uh, you would think they'd be 500 team, maybe even lower. We've talked about Tannehill not being nearly as efficient. We've talked about Derrick Henry being out since week eight. Julio Jones has been a non-factor. A.J. Brown's been out a lot. Their defense was really bad in the first half of the season. Now they're going to be the number one seed uh, in the AFC. So just wild. Um, I agree with uh, Chop. I think the coach certainly deserves uh, coach of the year. And uh, DFS-wise, yeah, I like A.J. Brown in this spot uh, quite a bit. I don't mind bringing him back with Brandon Cooks. Probably won't mess with the running games. Probably won't mess uh, with either quarterback. But I think that little skinny stack makes a lot of sense. And uh, for my pick, I'm going to agree with Chop. I'm going to go uh, with the Titans. All right, let's move on. Baltimore and Pittsburgh up next here. Uh, both of these teams still uh, have something to play for here. Uh, Pittsburgh is alive. They can clinch a playoff berth with a win, but they also need an Indianapolis loss. So uh, we talked about that game being a huge spread. Baltimore uh, needs even more help. Uh, they can get in with a win, but they need losses by Indy, Cleveland, the Chargers, and the Dolphins uh, to make it in. So uh, highly unlikely here. Uh, we do get the last game for Ben Roethlisberger. We saw him get his Heinz Field uh, send-off uh, in that last game. Uh, so, Derek, let's stay with you here. We'll see if we get Lamar Jackson back uh, on that Baltimore side. But two teams that know each other well, two teams that technically still have something to play for here, but another very low total in this one. Uh, what are we doing here? Steelers, Ravens. Yeah, so both these teams uh, really need my Jacks to come through and uh, beat the Colts this week. Good luck. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, division rivalry game, pretty low total, um, you know, late in the year. I don't have a ton of interest in this one. Uh, maybe look at Mark Andrews. He's been playing really well. But, I mean, that price is really tough to swallow at this point. Um, there will be a lot of value, so it'll be easier to get those guys into your lineups. Um, I think, you know, maybe look at Deontay Johnson, guy that just continues to get double-digit targets every week. Uh, Najee looked a lot better last week than he had in the past. But uh, he's kind of been struggling with efficiency. So, uh, we know the offense is going to go through those two. I won't be taking Ben in his last game, but uh, you know I'll be watching this one. Um, I'm sure it'll be emotional for him. So hopefully he can go out on top. Um, and just because it's a divisional game and Ben's last game, I think the Steelers uh, put up a good performance, and uh, I'll take the points on the road. Yeah, I'm on Pittsburgh here as well. Uh, it's just too many points to me that you know it's going to be an ugly divisional type game as far as DFS. I like the pass catchers here for Pittsburgh. We know that Baltimore secondary. I've been very vulnerable each and every week. So Deontay, uh, if you want to go back to the Claypool well, even a Pat Fryermuth here. I don't love the matchup for Najee Harris. I know he was great the other night. I broke that long run at the end of that game uh, to, to really help some people in season-long leagues. Uh, but mostly Pittsburgh pass catchers for me here, Chop. Uh, pretty hands-off on Baltimore. If Lamar's back, he's always intriguing. But uh, what version of him? Uh, do we get is my question. So, Chop, what are we doing here? Steelers, Ravens. Yeah, I would certainly rather have Huntley in there for DFS purposes than, than Huntley would be in play, and uh, and so would Mark Andrews. So uh, with Lamar back, uh, yeah, you keep Lamar in your player pool because you just never know when he's going to go crazy. So, uh, And then that, I think that would maybe boost up Marquise Brown a little bit. So we'll see how that all plays out. And, and on the other side, Pittsburgh, yeah, I'm with you guys, uh, Big Ben. Maybe Najee, tough matchup, but there's just the sheer volume. Deontay is the workhorse there with Big Ben at quarterback. So all those guys are in play. It's interesting that you got a game where actually two teams, yeah, it's outside shot, but at least one of the few games where both teams actually have a crack at something here. So ah, that's a tough one, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm tempted to take Pittsburgh here just because – Five and a half? Like, what gives Baltimore the right to give five and a half to anybody? It's baffling. 
They've just they haven't been good, and Pittsburgh needs it. Pittsburgh has more of an inside track to the playoffs than Baltimore. This would be the first one on our parlay card too. So I think I'm gonna have to go. They might have to go Pittsburgh for the block. Let's go. I mean, what else? I can't take Baltimore minus five and a half. Yeah, they've lost like five in a row, man. For the block. All right, I know that. I'll add it to the parlay. I can't believe you're doing Derek like that. (laughs) I've I've bent enough here. I've been pretty flexible. Hey, you you got to do you, man. That's that's the last week. So uh, Pittsburgh's last game. Come on, there there you go. There you go. The, uh, the, the nostalgia, man. You guys remember the nostalgia. Big Ben, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell oh, for yeah. like that little four-year yeah. gap where they were they were the nuts in DFS, man. Just it was gotta... like the present-day Chiefs. How people love Mahomes, Kelsey Hill. That you that Pittsburgh stack won a lot of people a lot of money with Ben, Never Antonio, and Le'Veon. It was unbelievable. So can we yeah, talk I mean, about Antonio? Oh man, you open the you open this can of worms. Have at it. I mean, well, my teams were looking pretty good at one point last week, and then I see him with his shirt off. I was watching Red Zone, and they just cut to him firing up the crowd with his shirt off in the end zone, and uh, I knew from that point on it was going to be pretty ugly. So, have we heard why he uh, decided to do that? He was he was he's claiming he's hurt. I read a little bit about this more. It's still dealing with that ankle injury. They were trying to force him to go back in the game. He did not want to go back in the game. So basically said, F it. I'm out of here now. Over the last couple of days, his friends have gotten behind him and said, go get tested and show them that you're hurt. Reports are that he truly is. The injury has gotten worse. So it's going to be one of those. He said, she said things. They said he was going to be gone. I don't think they've cut him yet as far as I, i'm aware so uh chop any more insight uh, on this antonio brown it was crazy i mean how many people want to do that like they're done with a job like i'm done i'm out like just take everything off and uh peace out so uh chop any thoughts on this ab situation yeah it's, it's kind of bizarre but uh i just think that yeah everything you said I, is the same thing i heard the injury and everything i, I I think at first everybody was thinking, well, he's not getting his bonus. He's not getting enough targets because he and he wants his bonuses. No, I think it's the opposite. I think he didn't want to be in the game. I think he was legit not feeling well. And uh, and, and then they needed him in there, uh, but he just couldn't go. And that's that's on them if that's the case. So I'll say this much about the guy. Everybody, you can pile on him all you want, but he probably does have some serious issues mentally. So. And it's not just because he got rattled by Vontez Perfect a few years ago or whatever. It's just I think everything he's done in his whole life has led up to this uh, a really tough childhood from what I've read. So, you know, he's probably got a few mental issues and he deserves to get past it. And to be honest with you, I, I kind of don't think he wants to play football anymore anyway. So good, good, good luck on him finding whatever's next in life for him. But I don't think it should be on a football field anymore. Yeah, I believe it's dropping rap singles uh, is the next career for Antonio Brown, trying try to be like Le'Veon. So I, I agree, though. I think there's a lot more going on. Uh, his teammates have certainly been supportive of him uh, throughout this whole thing, even the last couple of days. So uh, we'll see uh, what happens there. But uh, uh, interesting nonetheless. So uh, before we transition to the afternoon slate, and the NFL has hooked us up again. They, they keep all the teams together that they're not going to allow any scoreboard watching. Uh, they've done a good job with this over the past couple seasons, uh, keeping teams that, that are fighting with each other uh, in similar times. So we have a six-game uh, afternoon slate, uh, which is always fun for DFS. Gives you another another slate to, to win that money back. So uh, before we do that, as we always do, let's take a look back uh, at last week in our OGs contest. Highlight the top five finishers here. Uh, we had Twilinski finish in fifth place, 168. Point six four uh, for them in that contest. Russell Wilson, two uh, percent owned, uh, twenty seven Fanduel points. Boston Scott, another low owned play uh, with twenty two fantasy points. Amonra St. Brown uh, in that same game with Russell Wilson, thirty one Fanduel points. So a lot of low owned plays uh, in this lineup going off for Tolinsky. Uh, so congrats to them. Pokey finishes in fourth place, one seventy point six four. Had the Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase stack. We saw that. Uh, score a ton of points, uh, almost 85 Fanduel points uh, for that combination here. Uh, so that uh, rode them to a fourth-place finish. David Montgomery uh, also productive in that lineup. Third place, C. Mitch 
355, 176.88. Justin Herbert, a Keenan Allen stack. Had Jamar Chase in that line of 50 FanDuel points. Eli Mitchell uh, with a 20 spot there, along with David Montgomery and Daryl Williams. So getting 20 plus from all of their running backs. New York Giants fan, 128. Uh, coming in second place, 180.54. So nice score here on FanDuel. Had the Burrow, Higgins, uh, and Chase combo. T. Higgins kind of let him down there. Seven fantasy points. Just uh, Antoine Wesley, under 1% owned with 17 FanDuel points. Daryl Williams in this lineup as the run it back. Uh, and Sony Michelle, Jonathan Taylor at the running back positions. And our winner, I uh, love this screen name, Bald Dugwin, uh, rocking the RG badge. So not only taking home $400 uh, in this contest, 181.96, also qualifying for our added bonus of a free year of Roto Grinders Premium. So congrats to Bald Dugwin. Matthew Stafford uh, in this lineup here with Cooper Cup. Had Jamar Chase. Had a big game from Rashad Penny as well. 31 FanDuel points. Boston Scott in this lineup. Uh, and the New Orleans defense uh, with 15 FanDuel points. So congrats to Bald Dugwin winning week 17. Taking down $400 along with a free year of Roto-Grinders premium combo chop. Let's take a look at the season-long leaderboard. Looks like our boy, girl, whoever it may be, 4794 has been very impressive this season. I've been atop this thing the majority of the year, and this lead looks pretty insurmountable at this point. Uh, we've been saying over the last couple of weeks, uh, anyone has a shot here, but uh, it's going to take uh, an epic fail by 4794 uh, to not win. Again, $5,000 uh, going to go to the winner uh, of this season-long payout. I was wrong the other day. Looks like top 10 are going to get paid. I see our boy Notorious uh, right there on the pay line, uh, right under it at 12th place. So still a shot to win some money for Derek here. But Chop, uh, any other findings here in this leaderboard? No, it's pretty It's pretty tame. We're down to one week, and uh, it looks like this thing's, uh, you know, the number one spot is just about locked up. It would take for like a miracle, like you said, for that not to hit. But, uh, you know, these other, these other guys are battling out, battling it out for second, third, fourth, et cetera. So, that's going to be a pretty tight squeeze. There's only two points separating second from third and all the other good stuff. And, yeah, Notorious wants to tell us it hadn't been a good year for him, but he's at base 12th place, man. <laughs> like you, you, can go through, you can go through two pages of this and not find my name. So Yeah, I'm the same. You're, you're, having, a great, you're having a great year compared to my hey, I'm the yeah. I'm the king of bubbling contests, so I'm going to finish 11th. I know. <laughs> Calling a shot. I'm like, yeah, Derek, you at least one of us had to represent. Uh, Chop and I, it's been a it's been a rough go. I had it had a decent week uh, this last week, but uh, a little too too little too late here uh, in this contest. But uh, it's been fun. So I want to say thank you to the people over at FanDuel uh, for helping us set this up. Uh, we spent a lot of time back and forth, uh, kind of putting this thing together. So appreciate them. Uh, working with us, putting this contest together, and appreciate you guys, uh, the listeners out there, uh, for supporting the show, supporting this tournament. We hope to do more of this uh, in the future uh, with FanDuel. So uh, thank you so much for playing. Make sure we finish on a high note. Let, let's finish this thing. Let's fill this thing uh, in the last week. So again, FanDuel.com slash OG. Even if you're not going to win anything on the leaderboard, there's still $400 up top to the winner. There's still a potential to win a year of Roto Grinders Combo Premium. That's over $1,000 in value. So no reason not to come play against us. Plus, bragging rights here uh, on the show. So $7 buy-in on that one. Uh, all the information you need, fanduel.com slash OG. We got to update our season-long picks here as well. A pretty solid week across the board. Last week, uh, Chop notching eight wins in week 17. Derek and I uh, with seven. So everybody... Uh, with their head above water last week. But Chop continues to lead the way here with 108 correct. Derek sitting in second place, three behind at 105. So Chop keeps blocking them. Chop's going to walk away with the title here. Uh, and I am down at 99. I need a miracle and a half here. Uh, looks like a two-horse race here. Uh, I'll be excited to see how this thing finishes up. So uh, let's move on, guys. Afternoon again. We got six games. On the afternoon slate, we'll start with Carolina and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, eight-point favorites here, 41-and-a-half on the total here. I forgot who's who's supposed to lead off on this one. I want to keep this thing fair. So who who's up here to go first? I don't remember. 
Who um, went, no, I'll, I'll let Derek go first. If you nope, want to. Chop, you're up. You went last <laughs> on the Pittsburgh play. So we're, we're going to start with you here. Uh, Tampa Bay, again, locked in. Uh, Green Bay, we know, has that number one seed locked up. So uh, not much movement can happen here with Tampa Bay. So uh, what do you think they do here? It's another scenario. Is everyone going to play here? Uh, running backs, obviously the question here, Ronald Jones in a walking boot. So uh, they're going to keep him out for a couple days. So we may get a week of Keyshawn Vaughn, potentially Le'Veon Bell, who we saw worked in uh, last week. Uh, Mike Evans, uh, looks like no injury designation for him. Carolina side, uh, Robbie Anderson uh, with a questionable tag here for the Carolina Panthers. So, Chop, spot Tampa Bay can can roll. They could rest some guys. What do you think they do in this one here against Carolina? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different ways this one could go because uh, I don't know how much they value – where they get seated in the playoffs. I don't know if they value that at all or if they, you know, if there's any, you know, there's any they, extra extra motivation to. Yeah, they can still move. The Rams yeah. could still pop up to number two. So then you're, you know, do you want a home game or not yeah. is the motivation there. That's that's the question is how much how much does that motivate a team like Tampa Bay? Do they, do, do they value a home game in the second round? Potentially, maybe, if they get lucky and some other teams lose. Do you value that more than you do resting some guys for a half or a full game here? I don't know their their mindset. Wouldn't be surprised if Sunday morning rolls around and the guy comes on TV and says, "Yeah, Tampa's not going to play Brady and Mike Evans is going to rest." You know, they don't see, they don't want it. So, as of right now, I'm not interested in this game very much. I know Tampa Bay's not good anyway. Uh, maybe DJ Moore because. Uh, He's probably the most dynamic offensive player anyway, and it's a bad secondary, even if they were fully healthy going at it. So maybe DJ Moore. On the flip side, Tampa scares me a lot. I got a, I got a feeling we'll be they'll be resting some guys. And they, at the very least, I don't think we'll see a full game out of Brady, Gronk, Mike Evans, and these guys. So not really interested in Tampa right now. We'll see if that changes. And if and maybe they say the report comes in, Keyshawn Vaughn's going to be the workhorse. And if that's the case, then maybe I can go with a Keyshawn Vaughn, but we'll we'll see how that plays out. But otherwise, this game is not interesting to me, so I'm taking the under in this game. Yeah, the spread seems a little bit low at Tampa minus eight, so that that's kind of the tea leaves of what's going on with this one. You think this would be a double-digit spread, so uh, you're probably on to something here, Chop. They probably rest uh, some of these guys. Maybe you get the same scenario. They play a half or something, but uh it's 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 i don't know about firing tampa bay up but like you normally would in the spot Derek, agree or disagree with that uh, dfs wise uh ronald jones potentially misses this game so do you trust Keyshawn vaughn enough to make him a dfs play here i mean if he's the guy i will definitely be playing a lot of Keyshawn vaughn um it sounds like fournette's gonna be back for the first round at least the, that's what they're hoping and you know, Jones could be back too. So they have no reason to limit Vaughn in this spot. Uh, they might limit Brady and Evans and Gronk, but uh, I think it's, you know, full go for Vaughn here. Uh, and he's really cheap. So yeah, uh, give me a lot of him. And now on the other side, I love the spot for DJ Moore. Uh, I know he struggled last week. That was more on Darnold than anything else, but Darnold's going to be back. Uh, we've seen him, you know, just pepper more with targets time and time again. And Tampa Bay, they're really bad in the secondary. Um, they continue to give up big performances to uh, opposing receivers so i like the idea of uh, skinny stacking more with vaughn and for my pick i'm gonna take the over because i think carolina can put up points and i don't think tampa bay is gonna lose um so give me the over pop you took the under correct that is correct oh i I had no idea yeah well yeah i just want to make sure i got the records correct here i'm gonna take tampa bay here i just carolina even with darnold back i just they're outmatched in this one. I think Tampa Bay does enough, puts this thing to bed early, uh, and kind of coasts from there on. So give me Tampa Bay. Uh, next up, New Orleans, uh, minus four and a half here uh, in Atlanta here. The Saints uh, still clinch cl- uh, playoff berth with a win. Uh, they also need a 49ers loss uh, to the Rams here. So still something to play here uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, unfortunately, 40 and a half point total here, Derek. It's a good matchup for New Orleans, the skill players. Uh, but it's it's Taysom Hill, who is always in play. Alvin Kamara, who we haven't seen that blow-up game yet. Uh, the receivers are generally hit and miss uh, between Callaway, Traquan Smith, and such. Uh, Atlanta, it's been Cordero Patterson or bust here. So a uh, low total here, Derek. Are you excited about this New Orleans offense or a game you're kind of staying away from here? 
Low total, but great matchup for the Saints. Uh, Mark Ingram is out again. I love the spot for Alvin Kamara. Um, we know running backs against the Falcons. That's been a thing for years. So I think it's a really good spot for him. Even if Ingram's active, I'll still look to Kamara um, in some tournaments. Taysom, I don't really want to play the passing game, but I'm okay using him as a cheaper, you know, cash game type of quarterback. He offers the really high floor. It's a good matchup indoors, all that good stuff. Um, Falcon side. Uh, I think Gage is interesting. Um, does Pitts have an injury designation? I remember he left last game. Uh, let me look here. I didn't see one. Uh, didn't, he just didn't he practice does Wednesday. It sounds like so. Let's see. Yes, he is questionable. So if he's out, you know, maybe look to Hayden Hurst. He's really cheap, and then uh, even more targets to Gage and Patterson. So I think there could be, you know, more interesting pieces to this game than the total would lead you to believe. Um, but give me the Saints uh, for my pick. All right, Chop, let's go to you here. Same question. Do you trust this New Orleans offense? Uh, is Taysom a guy you want to roll out a quarterback? Uh, Camara uh, at the high-end running back spots? And then anything on the Atlanta side is maybe a run-it-back option. Taysom and Camara, I think, are in play here. And uh, that's it. I don't want to touch the wide receivers. On the flip side, uh, no, nobody for Atlanta does, does anything for me. I, I do think that Kyle Pitts is not going to – I mean, just my – Personal uh, opinion is I don't think he plays this week. Uh, so I think they kind of maybe Atlanta takes their foot off the gas pedal, and, and I like the Saints here. They have to win to get into the playoffs, and they actually have a legit chance when you look at their uh, their path because we'll talk about this game coming up here in just a couple of games from now. I think they need San Fran to lose on the road yes. to the Rams, which is very doable. So New Orleans has a legit chance here to uh, go ahead and, and win this game. I think they win it. I think they walk away with it. And and so that's uh, definitely my pick right there. And also, did you guys know that uh, if Indianapolis loses – I forgot to mention this earlier. They flexed out the Chargers-Raiders game to Sunday night. Yep. Because winner gets into the winner gets into the playoffs. That's it, flat out. You know, it's a, so it's one of the few games like that this week. So they flexed it out, but – if Indianapolis loses, the Chargers and Raiders would both get in if they end up tied. So what are the odds that Indianapolis loses to Jacksonville and those and those guys make it like a gentleman's agreement on Sunday night football to just end in a 0-0 tie, just like nothing but two-yard gains up the middle all game. And I, I, would, I, I don't know that the NFL would would let it happen, but it's a very interesting scenario. That would, be, that would be comedy gold. <laughs> you just go out there and kneel down the whole time and no one's playing. So, uh, yeah, interesting scenario nonetheless. But uh, uh, we'll see. That would be funny. So, uh, Chop, you went New Orleans there. I'm going to go with the over. I do think we get a little bit of scoring uh, in this game. A pretty low number here. So, uh, give me the over 40 and a half. Next up, uh, New England and Miami. New England, obviously, a lot to play for here still. The AFC East title. Uh, hangs in the balance here. So they win that uh, with a win and a Buffalo loss here. Uh, Patriots will be at least the number one, five, the number five seed uh, with a win. Uh, they can still clinch home field uh, in the AFC with a win, but they need losses by Buffalo, Tennessee, and Kansas City to accomplish that. So uh, probably a long shot here, but uh, the division's still in flux here, Chop. So do they go to Miami, uh, get things done? We know Brian Flores knows this team very well. Miami was on a roll, kind of slipped up last week in Tennessee, uh, but a home spot here with, with New England. How do you think this one plays out? Uh, I think New England. I think New England wins this game. I think that out plays out. I think that they go in there and they do what they do and they lean on the running game. And Damian Harris got a he got a half a game off last week. It was such a blowout. They didn't have to play him hardly in the second half at all. So he should be rested. And uh, you know, no one, no one Belichick. He's played guys. You know, week 17 before with even with the slightest thing on the line. So he should be good to go. These guys should all be good to go here. I think they lean on him with the running game. So Harris and Stevenson both in play for me. And uh, the Miami defense has been good, but they're out of it now. So there's got to be like this uh, mental let up a little bit here. And and I don't trust uh, Tua and I don't trust the, the running game for Miami. So, I mean, you could play Waddle, but. He's a one-man show right now, and I'm not sure I want to commit to him this week. So I'm just on the New England running game mainly here, and I'm on New England minus the points here. I think they go in, take care of business, and then and then kick back and see where the seeding takes them in the playoffs. 
All right, Damien Harris is questionable. Uh, they asked him about uh, how that hamstring's doing. He says he's fine. So uh, just something to monitor here if he's out. Obviously, Ramondre Stevenson gets a bump, but I'm with you. I like this running game. Not the best matchup. Miami's been pretty solid here, but uh, I do like the running game here uh, for the New England Patriots. Derek, let's go over to you. Patriots, six-and-a-half-point favorites here. Still a shot to win this division. How does this one play out? Give me a full fade of this game for DFS uh, if Harris is active. If he's out, you can look to Stevenson. But uh, like you guys mentioned, we don't want to target anyone against the Patriots. Dolphins have nothing to play for. You know, a lot on the line last week, and they put up a dud. So I think they kind of just, you know, mail it in and uh, New England rolls. So give me them uh, for my pick. And, yeah, just not a lot to like for DFS. All right, we're going to add this one to the parlay card. I like the Patriots here as well. I just think they take care of business, like you guys said. So uh, second addition to the parlay card, along with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, We'll see if we add to that here. Still three games to go. Next up, Buffalo. We just talked about them Uh, again. Can win the division with a win. Uh, Looks very likely here, Derek. 16 and a half point favorites here uh, at home against the New York Jets. Uh, That total sitting at 41 and a half. So, Ton of ways that you can go with, with this Buffalo team. As far as the Jets, Michael Carter in the concussion protocol. Uh, Braxton Berrios, who's been pretty solid here over the last couple of weeks, uh, also dealing with an injury. So they're already down the, to, the, to the to the bottom of the barrel. Guys, Derek, they may be down a couple more playmakers here. Does Buffalo just roll in the spot at home? I do think Buffalo rolls for sure. Um, it's a good matchup for them. They can you know run, they can pass, whatever they want to do in this spot. It's kind of a you know, get right before the playoffs type of uh, game for them. Uh, Singletary's been great, um, especially in easy matchups. He's been getting the bulk of the work, and no reason for that not to continue this week. So I like Singletary. You know, Allen's still um, one of the better cash game quarterbacks out there. You can pair him up with Diggs, Sanders, uh, Beasley. Uh, not Sanders, but uh, maybe Gabe Davis a little bit. So I like everyone on Buffalo side. I do worry that they get up big and then, you know, kind of wave the white flag a little bit at the end. But um Jets side, if Berrios is active and Crowder's out, I'll have a little interest in Berrios. If uh, Crowder's active and Berrios is out, I'll have a little interest in Crowder. Um, and that's about it for me. For my pick, give me the Bills in a route. Yeah, Crowder back at practice today. Uh, other side, Emmanuel Sanders uh, missed practice. So those fringe wide receivers, we got to keep you updated there uh, as well. Chop, let's go to you here. Uh, Buffalo obviously in a great spot here. Passing game, running game, both. What do you want to do here against the Jets? Can you read what I wrote down before Derek started talking? I wrote down <laughs> Buffalo. I was going to be on Buffalo. <laughs> I was going to be on Buffalo, so I'm not just mim- mimicking his picks here. I Let's was see really the good. paper. Let's see. Yeah. You we see gotta, it? We got to see proof here. You need to switch the camera. Yeah, you got to switch I, off I the, the lineup. Oh, now you can't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I have Buffalo. As he's I mean, yeah, writing it. For, I mean, I, yeah, I had Buffalo for the same reason, like the Jets, Week 18. Yeah, I don't – Buffalo, a little bit to play for here, good enough. Sometimes these teams like the Jets in Week 18 just like – yeah, they've been competitive up until now, but now it's like the last day of school. You kind of start to wind down from school like a few days before, but the last day is like, well, it's over with now. We're not even doing no work the last day of school. The last week, Week 18 – yeah, we'll really mail it in. So I think Buffalo's got just enough to play for to put it on them early and, and get out of this game with a win. But, like, I hope they don't get the, the spread bust on them, but I'm I'm on Buffalo here. All right, I'm going to go under. Just I think this could be another one. They get up big. They, they kind of salt the game away. We could have some weather concerns. So I, I don't have mine written down like Chop did, but I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go under here on this 41 and a half. All right, next game, uh, probably one of the game of the weeks here, San Francisco. Uh, and the L.A. Rams, we have the Rams four-point favorites here at home, 44-and-a-half on the total. Lots to play for for both of these teams. Uh, the Rams uh, can clinch the NFC West uh, with a win here uh, in Week 18 or an Arizona loss uh, to Seattle. We're going to talk about that game next. Uh, currently sitting as the number one, as the number two seed, I should say, uh, they do hold that tiebreaker with Tampa Bay. So uh, they could flop around, but the Rams win. They sit in that number two spot. San Francisco. We know they can clinch a playoff spot uh, with a win here or a New Orleans loss uh, to Atlanta, currently sitting as the sixth seed here, uh, and they do hold the tiebreaker with Philadelphia. So uh, chop a lot on the line here for both of these teams, but San Francisco has a lot to play for here 
uh, playoff lives on the line. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, we'll see if he's back in the lineup here. Uh, Elijah Mitchell's been great for this team. Debo Samuel been fantastic. Uh, Rams side, I know Cooper Cup threatening a lot of records here. Uh, receptions, receiving yards still in in, in seeing in distance uh, to break those records. So a lot going on in this game, Chop. Very fantasy-friendly game. Uh, who are you looking at here, 49ers and Rams? I'm looking at a lot of people just because, uh, it's, you know, one of the games with a lot on the line here, I know – L.A. probably, you know, a little bit less than the, than Frisco, which is win or go home probably, but uh, still means a lot to them. The Rams, I'm really worried about them. I think they were my Super Bowl favorite for a long time, and I think they still are. If you Actually, well, we can talk about that later on. Maybe maybe we'll even do a playoff show and talk about the Super Bowl favorites. Yeah, but, there you go. But uh, I like the Rams. I think the Rams are uh, 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 one of the teams that could get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. But man, they're they're struggling on offense for some reason here. I don't know what I can't put my finger on it. They've been relatively healthy. Uh, maybe Robert Woods. Maybe the loss of Robert Woods was a lot more than we could have ever imagined. I don't know, but they haven't looked great for quite a while now. So they need to get back on track offensively. Frisco needs to win this game and get in. I think that they're going to give the LA defense all they can handle and more. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it through the air or on the ground. However they do it, but they're going to need to win here. So. I think all these guys are in play in a must-win game. Uh, for the Rams, same situation. I don't mind. I don't mind Michelle if we if he's going to get the bulk of the carries again. I definitely want a piece of the passing game here. Cup, Beckham, Jefferson, Stafford. I think are all in play. So uh, I think the offense is whatever. This is one of the best best games of the day, offensively, DFS, and real life. So fire up anybody. I'm taking the over in this game. Give me the over. All right, as far as Cooper Cup goes, needs 12 receptions uh, to break the record here and 136 receiving yards uh, to break that record. He has commented on you know, there should be separate records for you know 16 weeks, 17 weeks. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of that, but uh, the point is uh, in a good spot here. The record's on the line. I'm going to go with San Francisco in this one. I, I think, uh, the, again, a lot to play for here uh, for the 49ers. The Rams could decide, hey – you know, we're, we're good, we're winning, we're losing, whatever it may be, uh, and kind of pack it in for the day. I just think the Niners, the more motivated team, I'm getting the four points, I'm going that route. So, Derek, what do you got here? Niners, Rams, should be a fun one. Should be a fun one. Um, if I'm prioritizing, you know, one spend-up option in my lineups this week is going to be Cooper Cup, at least 90 yards in every single game but one so far this season. Uh, and he's got the records to chase, all that good stuff. Uh, 171 yards, and he gets the 2,000, which would be – uh, a lot of fun. So I uh, love Cooper Cup. I like Sony Michelle as well. Uh, Michelle, just for whatever reason, they're not pricing him up like a guy that, you know, was getting 20 plus touches a game. And then other side, it just depends on who's under center. If Lance is the guy, then I'll go, you know, just roll out Lance as sort of a naked play at quarterback. If um, Jimmy G is under center, I like Kittle quite a bit. And uh, yeah, Mitchell's fine too. So I uh, like a lot of pieces in this game. Uh, and I'm going to agree with you, Beer. I'm going to go with the Niners. All right, last game, we got Arizona and Seattle. Obviously, Arizona, Seattle eliminated uh, from playoff contention. Arizona can win the NFC West with a win and a Rams loss. Uh, Arizona's pretty much locked in. They can't go any lower than five here. Uh, so, uh, Derek, let's wrap this thing up here. Uh, Arizona, again, still plenty to play for here. They're not going to be able to scoreboard watch. You got to think they're going to be going all out here. Uh, Seattle, we finally got an offensive explosion, a, a big DK Metcalf game, a big Rashad Penny game. So uh, do they go into Arizona and potentially win this game, stay competitive, uh, finish this up here? Seattle, Arizona. Haven't been too impressed with the, the Cardinals over the last couple of months, and uh, we've seen a little bit of life from Seattle. You know, this could be Russ's last game uh, with the Seahawks. So I think some pride's in play here. I think they keep it close enough. So for my pick, I'm going to go with Seattle. And then uh, DFS-wise, love the spot for Metcalf. Um, I'm still not falling for Penny. I know he's looked great, uh, but I just can't do it, especially at this uh, elevated price point. And uh, on the opposite side, yeah, if Connor's out again, love Edmonds. And uh, if not, I'll just play some Kirk and uh, Kyler Murray. All right, I'm going to go under on this one. It's a pretty high number. They could certainly get there, uh, no doubt. But uh, I, I think there'll be a little bit of struggles here. I don't. You're not going to get a 50 spot from Seattle uh, like we saw last week, you mentioned Arizona, Derek, big win uh, in Dallas. Uh, kind of surprising to see that be the spot that they bounce back. But uh, I'm going to go under uh, this number. I like a lot of guys in DFS, pretty much on the same page. 
uh, with you here on DK Metcalf. We'll see if Connor Edmonds, what that split looks like. Uh, there's some value with those Arizona wide receivers, but under for me. Chop, finish us up here for the regular season. Uh, Cardinals and Seahawks, what do we got? Yeah, I, uh, I agree with the offenses uh, on this play. Russell, Metcalf's coming alive. Uh, Lockett could, could always be the guy, so they're all in play. Penny's looked great here this last half of the season, so he's in play. And Arizona, to get back on track, I think they're all all those guys are in play also offensively. So I think it's a fine game for DFS to target at this point until until something else happens and we and you know we get some more plays from other games that are must plays. Uh, as far as the pick is concerned, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to tell me what the spread is again. The spread is six and a half. Uh, I'll, the touchdown under under a touchdown is good. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and take Arizona here. All right, Arizona. The picks are locked in. So. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, we will. A uh, little breaking news here. Not our last show for the year. We will be back uh, for the playoffs as well, at least the first two weeks, uh, to break down uh, the playoff matchups. Chop, I know you mentioned uh, some Super Bowl odds, so we'll certainly be able to do that on next week's show, having the full playoff bracket and breaking things down, uh, maybe finding some some spots in the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, to take advantage of. We won't have as many games to break down, so uh, we can dive a little bit deeper on these games, props, things like that. So uh, excited to continue going a little bit of overtime here on the DFS OGs pod, talking some playoff football. But uh, we're through week 18. What I'll tell you, pay attention to the news. Uh, there's going to be a lot of things happening, a lot of moving parts here. We did our best to give our initial look, uh, but a lot of these things may change uh, as you get closer to Sunday. So make sure you're hitting rotogrinders.com. Uh, download the app, uh, news right to your phone. Uh, when anything happens, practice alerts, COVID alerts. So you're certainly going to want to be armed with that uh, heading into week 18. But uh, guys, we made it. It's been a fun 18 weeks. I uh, always love talking football uh, with the both of you, and we still got a couple more weeks to go. So no goodbyes just of yet, but we need some final thoughts here. Uh, Chop, week 18, always a tricky one. Uh, what do you got here for the people? Always very tricky. Tread lightly. Tread very lightly because uh, especially in those GPPs, you just uh, you just don't know. I've seen the, the, the last week of the year where the, uh, the just the craziest people step up and win GPPs and and you were never in contention because you didn't have a particular player. So uh, tread lightly in GPPs. Pay attention to the news. That's what the, the discord is for. And otherwise, we get back to some really, really good football next week, and we'll be back to talk about it. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Derek, final thoughts for the people here week 18. What do you got? Yeah, good advice from Chop. And uh, I'm sitting here. My office is down in the basement, and uh, halfway through the show, my feet start getting wet. Um, uh -oh. It's been snowing here the last uh, couple weeks, and it's been warm today. So uh, I think I got some uh, little flooding going on. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be my next couple hours. Uh, not fun. That's <laughs> – <laughs> Good luck with that. I uh, hate to hear it. Hopefully uh, just a minor something. Maybe, maybe a little man's just taking a leak and it's stripping <laughs> your way on the floor. That'd be much better uh, than anything going on in the basement. So good luck with that, Derek. Hopefully nothing major going on there. Thank you to everybody for listening. As always, uh, remember, fando.com slash OG. Come play with us uh, one more week here uh, in the regular season. Still a shot to win some free Roto-Grinders premium. Uh, still plenty of money on the line as well, plus bragging rights against us. Uh, and check out all the other great offerings at FanDuel, DFS, Casino, uh, and, of course, the Sportsbook. So that will do it here for Week 18 on the DFS OGs pod for Notorious for Head Chopper. I am Beer saying salut. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you so much for listening. Best of luck here in Week 18, and we'll see you next week talking playoffs. Thanks for listening, guys. We're out.